Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. Queenie really does not want to be here. <laughs> she just heard a bird out that far window, and she's like, whooped her head over. Yeah, I was no, like, we need, we need to start you. before she runs. <laughs> Well, a bird is way more interesting than us, obviously. Like, she's got to get her priorities just, right. Ail is just twitching away here. <laughs> yeah, poor thing. Oh, bye-bye, Cooney. Talk <laughs> fast, talk fast. We'll see if we can keep her for a second. Today we are talking about CCR that is set in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. Um, so do you guys find books set in these three states okay? Or did you realize you have more one state than others? No. I suspect we'll have some big overlaps in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I found that uh, just by digging back through what I'd read in the last year or two that I came up with something for, for everywhere. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I have one in each state, but I had to dig a little to, to make that happen. <laughs> Same. Yeah. 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 It happened, but it wasn't like an obvious. I was like, oh, wait, 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 there was that one. And phew, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Ohio was the hardest. I just got lucky with my yeah. book recommendation search that I tagged Ohio because <laughs> yeah. I would not have remembered otherwise. Yeah. Well, it's some of this with the states is tricky because they really could be set anywhere. So you have to rely on the fact that the author mentions that it's Ohio or whatever, because it could be anywhere because Ohio doesn't matter. Um, And having driven through Ohio, like Ohio matters. I'm not saying Ohio doesn't matter. I'm saying it doesn't matter to the story. Don't, don't come at me, Ohioans. Um, But, you know, um, but, but Ohio and Indiana, like driving through, I drove through them every time I went to college. Um, and they're just in Indiana. Um, they're just flat just, just and, driving. and full of cornfields and, it's, yeah. and, um, and big, huge, triple, triple trailer semi trucks that zoom past you at 85. And you're just like, okay, hi, have fun. Keep going. Yeah. So that's, that's my impression of Ohio and Indiana. <laughs> I've driven in. I've actually driven in Indiana. I wasn't driving. You don't want me driving in the States on the wrong side <laughs> of the road. Yes, but I do remember the cornfields. It's cornfield after cornfield. And then getting to Indianapolis and everyone drives at a million miles an hour and like gripping the seat and driving. <laughs> <laughs> that yep. is my memory. Yep. They drive like they're on the raceway in yep. the city. Yeah. Yep. All right, so let's talk books. Um, I'm going to go first this time, I think. So my first one is in Michigan. It is Here to Stay by Melissa Tagg. Um, And I actually really appreciated the fact uh, it is set on the shore of Lake Michigan, and that matters to the story. Like the location really factors in to this, like, you couldn't have set this anywhere else. It has to be on the shores of Lake Michigan, which I really liked. Um, It's uh, feuding families, competing businesses kind of set up. She has, uh, Autumn has a family-run bed and breakfast that her mother has now put her in charge of. 
Um, and she is trying desperately to keep it open. Uh, it's not where her heart is. She is, she wants to go travel internationally, run a hotel internationally, um, see the world, certainly not be in this little tiny town on the shore of Lake Michigan. Um, especially not running this bed and breakfast that doesn't have enough money to fix the holes in the roof. Um, especially not when there is this fancy resort run by um, Blake's family uh, that takes all of the, the good tourist business anyway. So um, Blake is sort of the, uh, oh, what's the word? Disgraced, disgraced son, prodigal son coming back to town, sort of uh, tail between his legs, um, has to prove that he's changed kind of thing it's a really really good story but he's worthy right yes yeah i've read this one it's ringing a bell okay i need to reread it i enjoyed this one but it's yeah. a long time ago that i it read is it older it is an older one uh for sure but it it was really good i enjoyed it a lot yep. so are yeah. we doing michigan first you can do whatever do makes you happy it? first <laughs> Valerie's gonna dance. That would was that's on the dance routine. Now. That's what would <laughs> make her happy. The song part won't make anybody else happy. <laughs> um, Kath Swanson's uh, Hope Again series is set in Michigan. Kath writes a lot of um, romantic suspense, but she has a series that's straight up romance, and it's a Christmas series. Uh, book two is called Snow Angels, and. I found it kind of amusing. Um, this series is set around like a homeless shelter and, and this sort of thing. And Lisa is kind of roped into helping serve. She doesn't really want to be there, but she gets pulled into helping with the Thanksgiving dinner and she sees that there's a need and she decides that she can do this. She can, she can help these poor people, right? Oh, no. And so she sees that guy over there, Pete, he's obviously homeless, and she's going to reform him. He has not asked her to do this, and neither does <laughs> anyone else, but she figures that if she can get him, you know, cleaned up a little, shaved, and, you know, some decent clothes, she can help him find a job, and then she would, you know, she would feel better about herself uh, if she could do this. Um, so Pete, of course, digs in his heels. <laughs> because she's not particularly tactful now you could kind of say she's so abrasive that you might not even want to read her story but I think Kathy did a good job with her I think that she was still likable even though she was kind of obnoxiously pushy um anyways she comes up with uh, a Christian ministry idea for this community center and he joins her in it and of course she finds out that it is not all as it seems of course all that good stuff um but the whole thing with the with the homeless shelter and and being in ministry and helping other people and what your attitude is and should be mm. and whatever was I think all really well handled and um, I enjoyed the story that's cool is that and it could be said anywhere in any she, city yeah it did could. she sell her spell sell not spell spell her name is it c-a-t-h-e yes Swanson? okay yeah i i just i always in my head i've never met her so i have no idea i always pronounce that kathy so but I, I, oh, I don't know i, I assume you know for sure so sorry okay i just i also wanted to make sure i had it written down right so yes. when i put it in the show notes <laughs> 
Well, that was my Michigan. Excellent. Narelle. So are you both done with Michigan then? Yes. You've done your Michigan? All right. So I'll talk about a series. Do you have more then. Michigan, Valerie? Um, no, I have. No. Okay. I picked one. All one right. Okay. That's okay. So I can mention a series and not tread on anyone's toes, which is always good because we try to be um, considerate on story chats <laughs> in terms of how we talk about books. But anyway, so I'm going to talk about Restoring Heritage, the series by Terry Farris. Now, yeah. this has been mentioned by numerous of us in the group multiple times, um, episode 49, 56, 57, and Terry visited in a spotlight episode on the third book in the series, Since You've Been Gone, in episode 37. And I'll talk about book one briefly, which we've also talked about in episode 36, 41, and 46. So <laughs> I was not exaggerating when I said we went through a stage where we talked about Kara Isaac's books and Terry Farris's books a lot. There was a, a phase we did go through. So this one one is such a fun story so Hannah's a realtor and it really this series came to me first for Michigan because it was all about saving the town so there's this town that is getting a bit worse for wear in terms of needing an update and I think probably I mean my sort of knowledge of that area of the U.S. is that the heyday was sort of back in the 50s and 60s um, was when the um, when that sort of Great Lakes area was very prosperous and then things went downhill and so there's a lot of renewal that an urban renewal and town renewal that sort of happens in that area. And so this town, they've got a property developer who wants to plonk a strip mall right in the middle of town, which would just be disastrous, completely ruin the town, change the whole fabric of the place. And so Hannah is on a mission to stop this from happening. And her parents, I think, not, I think they might have passed away. I can't remember exactly what happened, but it ends up that her brother owns the family home and he's very tempted to sell the family home to this developer, which Hannah is very upset about. And Luke is the hero in the book. He's a former foster kid. Um, he knew Hannah in high school and has a dating disaster story that sort of goes along with that. And so he's had a, he's basically loved her for years and but doesn't think anything can ever come of it. And she's basically friend-zoned him. And so it was just a really fun story, but I really loved how, particularly not just in book one, but through the whole series, we're looking at the town being very Michigan and looking at how it can be restored so that it doesn't lose its unique Michigan character as well. So the town was pretty much a character in the series. And this is the one that has the double romances. So there's a main yes. romance and a romance subplot, which was lots of fun as well. Excellent. I totally did not even realize that that was in Michigan. Now that you say <laughs> it, I'm like, oh yeah, that was totally Michigan, but I, it didn't occur to me at all. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to go to Ohio next. Um, which is Cassie's Secrets by Sarah Lynn Lewis. Um, she is a new author to me. Uh, I found this by digging through reader groups looking for books in Ohio. <laughs> um, but I really liked it. Um, Cassie and Steve are both single parents. Uh, he's a widower and she's divorced. Um, now, I will say they... They have some problematic behaviors that if it were not in a book, I would say, like, don't be in a relationship with this person because they have some red flags that we need to explore and, and figure out. 
Um, for the purpose of plot drama, they work great. Um, but Steve, Steve is a little, Steve is a little, he, he just, he can't, he's grieving so I can give him some leeway, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, it still was a really fun book. Um, and as much as it is in Ohio, it could have been anywhere, you know, I mean, it, it, it could have been literally anywhere, but it is in Ohio. So <laughs> yay. <laughs> um, and I will, I will definitely read more in this series. I think it might be it's either book one or book two. I think it might be book two. I might've pulled a Norel and read out of order, <laughs> but I, I know. It's book one. Is it book one? Okay. I, it's on my list too. You want to see the proof? Well, awesome. Well, <laughs> what can you add? <laughs> um, I had problems with Steve. Yeah. Yeah. I did not love Steve. I didn't really necessarily think that Cassie should. Um, Cassie is divorced from a guy who's kind of a creep. And he's set out to like continue to make her life as miserable um, as he can. They have two daughters. And so he's like pulling the kids um, to get back at his ex-wife. So that that wasn't fun to watch right there either. She has secrets, hence the title, Cassie's Secrets. Um, so she moves to be nearer her brother's family, which is still not super far from her ex. Not far enough. Not far enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the, the kids make really close friends with Steve's kids. So these kids don't want that all new best friends. They don't want to be separated from each other. Um, yeah. Cassie's best friend is Steve's sister and this best friend goes missing. And then that becomes a catalyst where they need to uh, yeah. put aside some of their disagreements yeah. and figure out what happened there. But Yeah. <clears throat> So what's the red flag related to Steve without giving away spoilers? I'm now curious. It's spoilers. It is spoilers? I could probably give you a little bit. Like he he is a widower, but his dead wife had betrayed him fairly badly prior Mm. to her death. And so he has big trust issues. Um, He, he, like that's really the 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 root of it is he has he's a little bit of a workaholic and he has big trust issues um to to the point that he is not kind uh when he has questions um he's not abusive but he is he is um very tactful i agree yeah but but he's not tactful at all when he, when he wants when he, when his when he's being triggered with his lack of trust he just like attacks as opposed to like understanding that maybe it's a me problem and I should or, take it or it's a different situation completely and right. should be taken at its own value. Yeah. Yeah. So he So does he does he grow in the story? Some, Enough. but not as much as I would like to. See. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, and the reason I yeah, the reason I ask is it a like a, a domestic violence trigger for a reader no, or something like no, that? No, that's why no, I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, no alcoholism, no domestic violence, nothing. Like, if you can just remind yourself that the romance novels you read are not telling you how to live your romantic life in real life, yeah, um, then it's fine. <laughs> but yeah. 
don't marry a Steve. <laughs> until, until a Steve gets some therapy. Don't, don't, yes. marry, don't marry a Steve. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have an Ohio, Narelle? I do. I do have an Ohio. And um, fortunately, I'd read it before for a previous episode. So I'm going to talk about Dial P for Perfect by Heidi Gray McGill. And I talked about this in episode 93, which was a recent reads episode. And this is the one where I really liked how it was a body positive romance as well. And it was all in Ginger's point of view. And she was just adorable and just an absolute pleasure just to be in her headspace. It's one of those really sort of nice um, romances. It had a strong faith element in the story as well. so you're not going to be missing out and finishing this book thinking that I didn't see any faith in the story because it was very much there. And I just really enjoyed her journey. She was a radio advertising. Um, she worked at home doing those radio advertising segments and she had an adorable cat called Snickers. So if there's a cat in the story, I'm there as well. Mm-hmm. And the cat was cute. And it was just really fun. And were, it's, not, it's not a rom-com. It's not labelled a rom-com, but it definitely has rom-com moments that I appreciated as well. So, And I think the radio station she worked at was labelled as being an Ohio radio station or something. So it did have some grounding in the setting as well. Nice. I vaguely remember wanting to read that when you talked about it and, and then, you know, it never, but now I want to read it again. (laughs) It's a fun story. I just loved it. Sounds like. All right. So, um, Indiana, uh, raise your hand if you chose Tara Grace Erickson for your Indiana books. Oh, (laughs) I have another one too. (laughs) Okay. Because I thought this might be an issue. (laughs) Well, so, um, so yeah, Tara Grace Erickson, the bulk of her books are set in Indiana. Um, and so I chose for mine, The One Who Got Away by Tara Grace Erickson, which is the first of her firefighters series. Um, and I just really love the firefighters. I, I, firefighters fascinate me and I know that it's not all what you read in the books, but, um, they're just fascinating and there's, they're like the the bravery that you need to walk into the burning building that everyone else wants to get out of, you know, that to me, that's, it's a certain kind of person who can do that. And that says a lot about who they are. Um, so this one is a second chance between high school sweethearts. Um, she is doing, she went to Hollywood right after graduation. She's going to be an actress. Um, she's now sort of up and coming in like a Hallmark movie-esque kind of thing. Um, but she comes back to town to take care of her mother as her mother recovers from maybe hip surgery, something, so something not critical, but she just needs some help. So, and, and uh, so she gets thrown into organizing an auction with him. Um and he's never gotten over her. And so it's, you know, it's the city mouse, country mouse. It's the um, second chance, high school sweethearts. And just, you know, just. Everything. And also fake relationship. They do sort of. Fake they do. Yeah. Because yeah. The mm. par- their mothers are kind of pushing them together. And they're like, look, we know we're not going to really fall for That's each other, true. but it will get our mothers off our backs if we pretend we are. Right. Right. That's true. So I've forgotten that too. aspect of it, but you are correct. And that makes it fun too. 
Yes. Oh, Valerie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Valerie? Um, having kind of suspected that <laughs> our good friend, Tara Grace Erickson, was going to be a hot topic today, um, I chose something else as well. I had her in there just in case you guys <laughs> let me down. But, um, um, I have mentioned this one before, and Narelle could probably tell you in three seconds which episode. Uh, it's called Her Billionaire Cowboy's Second Chance by Kathy Schaus, and you will never guess what that's about. <laughs> Second chance, billionaire cowboy, right? Um, Wyatt left town in high school after they'd been dating. Now he's back with a toddler. He runs uh, into Sierra again in town um, to his dismay because he remembers how he left her. But he had his reasons. He had really good reasons that she never found out. <laughs> so uh, this is um, this is all the tropes in one. But it's a fun it's a fun series, and it's set in Indiana, so it counts. Excellent. There you go. Cowboys in Indiana. I know. I know. Corn farmers. But hey, whatever. I didn't name it. I didn't place it. I just, I just fished it out of the ether. So you can't have cowboys everywhere. Well, I mean, I guess you can. (laughs) Some of them are like rhinestone cowboys. You know, not not actual cowboys. You can have the more places than I ever dreamed possible now. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Even, I associate. Even in Florida, you can have cowboys. I mean, like, really, you can have them anywhere. There you go. All you need is um, cattle or some, or the right livestock. Yeah. 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 And a horse and a hat. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A pair of boots, a bit of swagger, and off you go. There you go. Yes. What's your next one, Narelle? Well, I'm going to um, globally mention the Bloom Sisters by Tara Grace Erickson because that has to be mentioned in an Indiana episode. <laughs> and we have talked about Tara's books in so this series in so many episodes. I think I'd be listing about 20 episodes if I actually went and researched it and looked for it because we've all talked about her at some stage. And Tara visited um, and in episode 66 and did a spotlight on the last book in the series, which is Dancing on Dandelion. And so I'll briefly mention that one. And that one is where Andy's retired from the army and then she ends up going back from Washington, I think they're in in Virginia, in DC maybe, yep, and moves back to Indiana after she leaves the army. And then Ross is a secret secret service agent and he ends up in Indiana as well because um, this because you've got all the sisters in the series and one of the sisters is married to a guy who's running to be vice president at this stage of where we're up to. Or is he, I don't think he is vice president. I think he's just running for it. No, he's running. Yeah. He's running. Yeah. But he's the governor of Indiana. That's correct. Yeah. 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 So, and they have this lovely farm with all these amazing things that happen on the farm. It's just such a cool series. Anyway, so what I really loved about this one is the meet cute because that actually happens in Virginia in a martial arts studio where they're basically sparring. And I just thought that was adorable. It was something that was very different to what you'll see in other books. And I just appreciated the martial arts um, part of that. So that's why I thought I'd give that one to mention but definitely if you haven't read the bloom series go read them because they're fabulous books agree it was a fun beginning to that yeah. one because they're both so belligerent towards each other and yeah yeah they do not like each other. So <laughs> enemies to more definitely yeah. yeah enemies to more enemies there for a yeah. while <laughs> for a while yeah <laughs> 
All right. Does anybody have more? I'm out. I'm that's done. All I, that's all I've got. All right. Well, we would love to know your thoughts. Um, let us know them in a comment on our Facebook page or on the YouTube channel. And while you're over on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. We will look forward to seeing you again next week. And in the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.